Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. This is Alan Bishop, head alchemist at Spirits of French Lick. Our brand new bottled and bond Old Clifty Hoosier Apple Brandy is made from fresh-pressed Michigan apple juice fermented for two weeks and double-pot distilled. We mature this brandy in full-size, number-two charred barrels to give a deep and rich color and flavor. Named after the historic distillery just north of Campbellsburg, Indiana, Old Clifty Hoosier Apple Brandy captures the hearts of modern bourbon drinkers. Always remember, drink responsibly and never drink and drive. everybody to another exciting podcast of the scotchy bourbon boys that was kenny fuller of the luca mariano old americana band uh singing our theme song for the scotchy bourbon boys i'm tiny and tonight we have ct with us hey everybody how you doing doing good how about you i'm uh, i gotta not say the effort for the First six Fun. minutes, because Fun. otherwise Fun. YouTube is on us now. But I'm freaking fine. How about that? You could say freaking, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And then uh, this is our once a year, and it's like we got our shit together on this one. This is our once a year uh, St. Patrick's Day Irish whiskey and a little bit of bourbon mixed in. Uh, podcast uh, that we do. We've done this. This is actually our third annual. We're in our first, let's see, was it first, second, third? Maybe it's our, actually it's our fourth annual. We're in our fourth season. November 1. Yeah, this is our fourth uh, St. Patrick's Day podcast. And uh, usually Tiny gets effed up. There's no doubt about it. It's uh, I I remember last last year I had no idea what the hell happened to me. It just was the next freaking day. Oh, and we got a friend, don't we? Yeah, he's uh jumping up, won't leave me alone. So we'll we'll set him up here for a minute. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting a little bit too excited, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, tonight we're going to be doing some really, really good, fine Irish whiskey. But remember, we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check us out for everything uh, Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Find out all about us. We are going to be updating that site in the next month. Uh, and CT, you're going to, you could find out, he's going to be added. He is officially a Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, welcome, man. Uh, it's great to uh, bring you on board. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm glad I passed the test. Uh, Carl said it was very difficult. So, you know. <laughs> well, that explains a lot about Carl. Carl's expectations. Yeah. I know that I've done something. <laughs> Yeah, when Carl tells you something, you really don't know exactly how that's going to turn out. Yeah, but um, 100%, it's been great having you uh, with with adding you and whiskey, uh, bringing uh, Young Nose on. Uh, it just tonight is uh, Thurs- Thursday night. The Friday is uh, St. Patrick's Day. So you guys are going to, we're recording this so you can listen to it all day uh, on St. Patrick's Day. But at the same time, uh, we are going to on Saturday be recording a podcast early morning with uh, Young Nose. He's returning to do the podcast. I don't know what he's going to be drinking because he every time I send him samples to do a podcast, time passes and it's not working. He's really busy, and then he finally could do it, and I'm like, "You got those samples?" He's like, "No, I drank them." So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but at least uh, CT and myself will have will be able to have what we're drinking. And tomorrow we'll do some lives. We'll do we'll do a lot of stuff tomorrow. We might even do a live in the morning while we're standing in line at the, uh, at the or Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning for sure. But tomorrow, look for our lives because we are going to be going up to, on St. Patrick's Day, we're going up to Cleveland. Uh, Matt Lysen runs Cleveland on the Rocks. It's a YouTube podcast. They've got episodes. They review whiskeys. Well, they've invited the Scotchy Bourbon Boys to come up on St. Patrick's Day and record a couple episodes, but we are going to go live, and I think we'll go live on each other's. Uh, They're going to go live on their channel. We'll go live on our channel or share it to you, so look for those updates uh, and see how sober... We are staying because I think we're going to record a couple episodes, plus we're going to also be doing the live. So should be a lot of fun tomorrow. Uh, CT's headed up in the morning, and we'll get, the, we'll get the, the party started. Hey, the party will start. The one thing that will not be involved tomorrow are two things, radishes and tomatoes. <laughs> if those, if those Why do you have to throw that down? I, I, you know, you should know me by now. Okay, I don't blindside anybody. I'm not going to blindside you. When did I ever blindside you? I just I don't even know how to respond to that. I just feel like it's it's coming. No, I just feel like it's coming. No, nope, there's no. I don't even know where to get radishes. Uh, it's, it's like you're, it's funny because um, you were talking. You're talking radishes. Uh, we were uh, a couple weeks ago in Galena. Uh, at their whiskey weekend, and there's some radishes at a nice restaurant. Radishes get served on the vegetable tray. I, I I'm from in Wisconsin in that, those areas. That is a normal thing that would happen. Those those relish. Um, it would be carrots, radishes, lettuce, and uh, not lettuce, but um, celery, carrots, radishes, and olives was a normal thing growing up. So when when that was served at the steak. 
place. I thought it was normal. So, but uh, CT really thought for a second <laughs> he was not having the radishes. And if you put some alcohol in him, he hates radishes at a level that is a, a higher level than even what he even said right now. So, but I don't know where to get radishes. I was even at the store today and there were no radishes. So don't worry about that. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll move past those and we'll just enjoy do <laughs> and uh, all that good stuff. So, okay. Uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. Okay. Whiskey. That really, you know, it doesn't, I mean, I understand I carry some weight down there, but, um, don't worry. It was a. I was just re- referring to uh, Whiskey's comment that he had about what the test. I, it, I'm not. It's not even worth repeating. I answered it properly. Oh, okay. Anyways, so uh, I actually have this. Oh, let's see real quick. I think I can get to it. Oh, we had today. Uh, we announced all the. The new people on the sketch you put up, you put you put me up drinking beer, which is like almost a no no yeah. right there. I just saw that because that, that Pabst Blue Ribbon was really good, like that. yeah, right out the tap. I mean, that's like I said to them, that's how I grew up. That's where I picked up. All right, so the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, our group, we're just uh, just real quick, we're on all social media: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok and Twitter, uh, check us out there. But we have a Facebook group, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, a page and a group. But uh, we had four new group members: Paul Sevigno, Steve Seibert, Grady Coffee Jr., and Southeast Property Inspections, which is Young Nose's business. So, uh, welcome to the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and. Uh, but then also remember to re- listen to us on all the major podcast formats. Uh, we're on, if you have a place where you listen to podcasts, uh, it's pretty uh, good. It's a pretty sure deal that we're on there. So check us out. Uh, keep listening. Keep watching. Uh, one of the one of the cool things that uh, CT, I'm hoping that as we go forward and everybody starts to see that you're part of the group, I was at uh, Lake uh beverages were that's one of the places I check out uh for uh on my Tuesday lunch I'll go out stop by Lake Beverages up by Portage Lake uh, I had to drop something off for whiskey from uh Super Nash and hi saying hi to Super Nash but um when I was up there I was uh, a guy was talking and he had his his young baby and he was up there and we were looking at some whiskeys and that puncher's chance 14 year rum barrel finish that we tried at the you know yeah. at the galena whiskey festival was on the shelf and we were talking it's 150 bucks 149 dollars yeah. at 49.99 and that's just was too much for me i was thinking about it and i really liked it but did i like it 149.99 i mean at one point you know how many 149.99 bottles are we going to have right so I was looking at it, and he was looking at it, and we started talking, and he started talking, and I, di- I didn't mention anything about the group, and he's like, all of a sudden we finish up, and he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to get that. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely liked it. I would recommend it. It's, you know, it's probably worth it because there was two. He goes, were you going to get that? And I said, nah, I tasted it. And with what I do, I, you know, I taste. He's like, 
oh, that's really cool. Thanks, Tiny. And so he's like, I was talking to somebody who I didn't know who called me, who knew me. So it was really kind of a cool thing, you know, with the podcast and everything to to get that recognizability as our group keeps growing. It's it's the chocolate chip cookie that's going to keep bringing them back. Yeah. Tonight I got bananas on my green shirt. You're nice. <laughs> I don't, you're, that's so effed up. And we're almost, I think, wait. You better watch it. You we're can- at 12 minutes. That's fucked up there, CT. Yeah, we could, 12 minutes, we could start swearing. That's what they YouTube said. YouTube is going to ban you. You're not no, you're able- allowed to swear. You're allowed to F word after 12, after six minutes. If you don't no. say the F word for the first six minutes, it's a stamped YouTube video. Yep, yep. So anyways, all right. So let's get into this podcast. Uh, it's 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 St. Patrick's Day. I mean, all of what does St. Patrick's Day mean to you, CT? I mean, I, it means something to everybody growing up, especially m- growing up in the in the I, my early days was in the eighties, and then into the nineties where I really was doing the the partying. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't have a lot of Irish friends, so like the culture and stuff, I I never really got to be a part of. But you know, I remember going to the different pubs and things, and uh, you know, having the stew, having the different breads uh, uh, that they would make, and then you know, trying an Irish beer. But I never really, when I was younger, I didn't drink whiskey or bourbon, so I didn't get to try the different Irish whiskeys. But um, you know. That being said, now I am, and it's 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 like everything, whether it's Irish whiskey or bourbon, it just brings people together, and you make new friends, you enjoy the company of old friends, and and uh, I, I'm excited to learn more about the culture as we go forward. So next year, hopefully, I'll know even more than I do this year. Well, and then also when you talk about friends, uh, when we were at Thornton on our way back uh, from the whiskey weekend. Uh, talking to Ari and being there, but then they start talking about Illinois peat bogs and let us taste a single malt that's been peated with peat, peated peat smoke, Illinois peat bog smoked malt. (laughs) And you're going, Wait a second. So what they're doing in essence is the basis of like history, making peated single malt whiskey here in the in the United States. It's unheard of, but they're doing it. And that's one of the cool things about it. You get to be you get to see the a lot of eight, you know, like beam their eight generation distilling and they they got that expertise down. They know where the barrels age really well. They really have their shit down. They produce a lot of it. Plus, they're now producing some really good craft whiskey along with their whiskey. So uh, that's amazing. But then you pick up the little places where it's just, you know what I mean? You're picking up their beginnings. I well, You can tell with Ari. Ari would make just about anything out of anything, I think, that he he enjoys the the challenge of taking something and making it good, you know, just like that Pete, uh, 
you know, a lot of times you hear the things about peat and scotch that, you know, it's not as pleasant to people and they, they draw more towards whiskey or bourbon, but that was really good. I mean, he had done something with that, that he's on to something. Yeah. That the amount of peat on there and what it was, was delicious. And it wasn't, you know, I, I just find that that's the cool part of it. So Let's talk about Irish whiskey first, okay? What What's the number one thing for Irish whiskey? The number one rule. How how What's the rule of Irish whiskey? The number one has to be made in Ireland. Now, the coolest thing is that here in Ohio, I found this out <laughs> from Ann at our dinner the other night when we when when we met last last week for dinner. Uh, Ann Dimmick told us about um, Burns Irish Pub, and it's uh, and then she also taught told us about Martin Kennedy, who was the brand representative for Tullamore Dew, who got together with, I believe his name is Jerry Burns. I could be wrong on that, but it's just coming off the top of my head. But if I am, I'm sorry. But they got together and talked about it, and they. Blended, I believe it's made a whiskey. Uh, so a lot of things, what you find out, like with uh, where it's distilled at the distillery in Scotland and Ireland, is that there's a s- crap ton of people who distill for people to blend, specifically to blend. For instance, uh, Johnny Walker Blue as um, probably a combination of uh, six different distiller distilleries over in Scotland. So you get you can buy the barrels and mix distilleries barrels together to make your own blend or whiskey. And that's what they're doing. It's called Bua. <laughs> and Bua means exactly it, winning. Bua! You know, like that. That that's exactly where it comes from. It's the Irish word for winning, and so they have their own brand, and it's served right at the distillery. So I'm looking forward to going to drink an Irish whiskey that the brand has been branded in the state of Ohio, being sold at you know the the Burns Pub, and uh, we're gonna when uh, Mark. Martin is coming back from, uh, he's going to be going to Ireland. When he comes back, he's going to have us down to the pub and we're going to do a really cool uh, yeah, that would be fun. podcast. So anyways, so that, like you said, the number one thing has to be distilled in Ireland. It doesn't have to be, it's, a, it's pot stilled. If it's a single malt, it has to be um, the, come from the, the same, the one one season, then barreled for at least three years, and uh, and then once it's uh, in Ireland, and it doesn't have to be new barrels. It can be used once again. Used barrels. That's why the Jameson is an Irish whiskey in bourbon barrels. One of the reasons why the number one selling place to sell barrels for bourbon companies that use their barrels and they can only use them once is to sell them back to Scotland and Ireland. They use those bourbon barrels to make scotch and Irish whiskey. They don't have that rule, but it has to be in the bo- it has to be in the barrel 
uh, an oak an oak barrel for three years. So that's what makes it Irish whiskey. So tonight you've got um, the Teeling, and I've got the Tallermore Dew. So what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the Teeling? Let's do the Teeling first. This is this will be their single pot still. Um, it comes in at uh, ninety two proof. Uh, 46% alcohol by volume. It's a non-chill filtered. Non-chill filtered. I wonder if they have limestone water over there. Probably they're on the ocean. Yeah. Usually the ocean is what makes limestone, right? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's imported by the Teeling Whiskey Company to Gables, Florida. Uh, I can't even begin to read the back of this bot, this tube. All right, microscopic. Um, my God, they, yeah, they they make their print so fine that uh, you do realize you're you're coming into the 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 special point of a part where uh, you're gonna you need this. <laughs> See those yeah. those magnifiers? Those help, and it's called. Old fuckers try and read the back of a whiskey bottle, and that is a section, okay? But I have, I've got you saved right here. You don't need that because I've got it on the internet. Whiskey making and entrepreneurship have been in the Teeling genes since as far back as 1782 when Walter Teeling set up a small craft distillery on the Marbone Lane in Dublin City. Since 2012, Jack and St- Stephen Teeling, the latest generation of Teeling whiskey makers, have been putting their own mark on Irish whiskey and came full circle in 2015 when they proudly opened the new Teeling whiskey distillery just down the road from where their original family distillery once stood. The Teeling whiskey distillery today is the first new distillery in Dublin for over 125 years. How was that? That was like my radio, my best radio announcer voice. Well, pretty good, yeah, right? Like doing the ad for the uh, for the log seal. I, I thought I was feeling like that's what you were doing again. <laughs> we are situated just a stone's throw from our ancestral distillery in the Golden Triangle, the historic distilling district of the city. Since opening our doors in 2015, our fully guided tours had offered. Visitors, the chance to explore a fully operational distillery and experience the complete whiskey making process from milling and mashing to maturation of our award winning Irish whiskey. Hey, so that's pretty good. It's got a cool package. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. So, Um, and I can't remember. Do you remember what the price point was? It $40.45? Uh, I think that was 49 because if I remember, because that's the pot still. What? It was more than the other. The small batch was a little less, but still under 50 bucks, we'll say. Yeah, right, right around that price point. So what is the proof on this and what is the. The, the uh, alcohol by volume is 46, so it's 90, 92 proof. So you got 92 proof. Ooh. And then it's a pot. It's pot still, right? That's what it, the, the it is. T- it's saying it's called a single pot still is what they're calling it. Okay. 
Now, when you get the nose on this one, uh, let's barrel bash this, okay? So the Scotchy Bourbon Boys barrel bashing uh, rating system is based off of four different categories. Your nose, your body, your taste, and your finish. Now, uh, we used to give it all uh, up to four bashes per category, but... Uh, I feel that your taste and the finish are more important than the nose and the body because if something smells and it doesn't smell great but tastes great, I'd much rather. So I give that taste a big uh, push up to five. And then also the finish is what's left over, you know. And now the body is how much of the experience, but if it tastes good and finishes good, um, it, it, you know, the body is like secondary. You know, it tastes good and finishes good. Now, how much taste the body is, it's it's right up there. But so we have a total of 18 total. But if in one category you think it's exceptional, uh, based off of the evolution of this podcast, you can give it a butt up up. So on one category for a total of eight, 19 out of 18. So let's uh, start barrel. Let's uh, what do you think of this nose here, CT? Um, I mean, again, you get the fruitiness. I mean, I, I think that's pretty typical of most of these. Yeah, I get the fruitiness. It's probably pear. Yeah, like I, 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 it's almost like, but I also get a little bit of a chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate doesn't come out for me right away, but I, I get the that pear kind of like what kind? What kind of chocolate? Is it the not a Milky Way or a Snickers, but a, no, a cherry chocolate. Yeah, because there is some cherry notes there. You know, it actually, like, when you bite in a chocolate-covered cherry and then you go to bite it again once you've bit into it, you kind of smell it before you bite back into it. That's what I'm getting. And the chocolate. So when you're tasting in a Glencairn, one... So this is 80, and you can tell it sticks to the edges, but the the legs are thin, which is common. Uh, bourbons usually will have big, long, thick, thicker legs. But with uh, 80 proof, you get a little bit thinner, but it still has a nice viscosity. But when you're when you're whenever you're tasting in a Glencairn, you the smell of it at the bottom will be different. You get a lot of the fruity oaks the the woods at the bottom but at the top is where you start to pick out with bourbons you'll pick out some caramels and butterscotches but here i'm picking out that's where i'm getting that cherry and tonight my left nostril is my dominant nostril sometimes it's right sometimes it switches but tonight is definitely and it is on like i can tell i'm having a good nose night do you get that nose that like when it goes down, like it's almost like a cooling sensation, almost like a uh, when you smell a, a peppermint. Yeah, a menthol. Yeah, that's where that that's where I'm picking up some of the chocolate. Like it's a chocolate, but there's a menthol to it. Like I'm see, that's usually what I get for rye, where you get that either it's a, a minty or a chocolatey on the rye, and sometimes it's right in between. It's the same kind of you know that. Yeah, I do. It stings your nose a little bit. All right, let's let's give it a okay. So let's give her a taste. What is that? That's the, 
Toasted? It's in. It stays in your mouth. It does not fall right out either. I mean, it, it bounces around a little but bit. But there's a flavor on there that I want to say it's like toasted corn, but like a corn puff, but there's no, this is made with malt. It's got a, almost a wood, it's some kind of wood flavor to me. I don't, I don't know if it's oak, but it's. It's like, it's I'm getting a I'm getting a corn pop finish, like Kellogg's corn pops. I like that. That's pretty good. It, it has a very good. Uh, just stay. It just it, it's it coats the mouth pretty well. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Um, I would say the finish is on the little bit. Sh- All right, it's recording again. <laughs> I hate it when that happens, uh, but I gotta think. I see what my problem is. Um, let me quick. Oh, please don't let that happen again. All right, let's see. Are we still? Yep, we're still going. All right. So, um, thanks again. Uh, why wouldn't there be a technical difficulty on St. Patrick's Day, right? We're we're about technical difficulties. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give this another. We're, we're right there. Are you ready to bash it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I I like the nose. I mean, it's not like crazy good, but it's good. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm going with a two on the nose. It's not like overwhelming. It's just kind of middle of the road for me. It gives it a two. I would say I like the little bit. I'll give the nose a three. All right. I hope my barrel doesn't fall apart. That's actually bashing on a barrel. Look, the bung just popped out. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> all right. Anyways, all right. So let's go body. Um, I'll go first on the body. So for a big body, you know, we're so used to bourbon. This has a nice flavor, it, yeah. but it's pretty much top of your tongue, back of your throat. You know, kind of thing. And now I'm picking up on that finish. Not just so much. It's a little bit of a tobacco. A little bit of tobacco finish on that. Just a little bit. So, um, I will give the body a two. Yeah, I I would agree with the two as well. So, now we get to come to the fun part where you can just go crazy. The taste. Um, enjoyable. Drinkable. you go first. Yes, yes, I, I think the taste is uh, probably the best part for me. I, I I think that it had a good taste. I, I even got some of that, whatever that peppermint note that was going on the, the nose, I think came through in the taste a little bit too. So I, I'm actually going to go three on taste. He's going to go three. I will concur because... I like that that corn pop, but it's so I'll go three two. 
So right now you're at two, four, seven, and I'm at eight. So the finish, I think the finish probably it's short. Yeah, even though it's still there, like I feel like it's still still there a little bit. It's almost it's, almost just like the alcohol still there, not exactly the, not the actual it's that, taste. It's that, it's that minty aspect that's yep. still there. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm going on two on that. So Not that, that I meant to jump in front of you. Sorry. What? I didn't mean to jump in front of you. I think it was your turn. You, you can jump in front anytime. <laughs> so you got a nine. I'm at an eight. I would agree. I think actually the finish is probably the weakest to me. The yeah. body's a little bit more because where where it hits. It hits, but this, it starts off with the corn pop and then does exactly what you, it's almost what's left over in your mouth after you've had a cough drop. Yeah. That's the finish. It's exactly right. Right now, as I talk, I can almost get that that menthol, I guess menthol is a good word for it because it's not peppermint necessarily. It's almost a menthol. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. So I give it a 10 and you give it a nine. So, I mean, an average is uh, eight out of, you know, uh, let's see, ten. Nine and a half. Yeah, right. So, we give it a nine and a half, and honestly, average is a nine for 18. So, it's a, it's a, a, and there's nothing wrong with an Irish whiskey being average. Yeah, and it's definitely something I would drink. It's something I would, uh, if I had friends over, I'd, I'd. for it to get their opinion and try it. And I don't think anybody would be ever off put. They'd, they'd say, hey, that's pretty good. All right. So we're about to pour the Tullamore Dew. Now, Tullamore Dew has a little bit of history with me, you know. Um, the reason why is because, uh, and it comes in this nice box. Opens up. It doesn't open up all the way. I hope I just don't drop it out. I almost, I almost did that at the store yesterday. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I opened it up and I'm like, holy crap, it about fell out on the floor. <laughs> so the back of this says Daniel E. Will. Okay, so Daniel E. Williams, that's where the dew comes from. The, he is the original, uh, rose to position of, so he started in the, you know, like, uh, a barrel hand in the distillery, just a you know, whatever. And at 15, and by 25, he was the manager. And through his passion for individual innovation, for his passion through innovation and whiskey making, he would leave an enduring legacy on the town. Tullamore Dew and Irish whiskey, Tullamore Dew 12-year-old Special Reserve is a triple distilled blend of all three types of Irish whiskey, pot still, malt, and golden grain. Maturation for 12 long years in old bourbon and Oloroso sherry casks in aromatic warehouses delivers a whiskey which is full of complexity, flavors, and rich, smooth character. Creamy and full-bodied, the taste is spicy with a powerful chocolate flavor and nut, nutty sherry notes and a real depth of cinnamon and vanilla. 
So that's what you got there. 12 years, triple distilled, special reserve. Um, you know, and you keep hearing that Oloroso cask, and that's like what we really like with Middle West is that that Oloroso that they do. Oh, my gosh. You know, that that's that adds a different sweetness to it. Yep, and it says distilled, mature, and bottled in Ireland. So it is a true Irish whiskey. We'll put this here, and I'm going to pull this baby out. I'm pretty sure that just says exactly what it was. Now, as far as um, bourbon and Oloroso sherry cast and exceptional, this is 80 proof too. So we're going back about 12 points in proof. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the difference is going back in proof. Which is really odd because, I mean, the the bourbon world is is all going the higher proof. You know, like it seems like the last part of last year and going into this year, man, the higher the proof, the more people want it. And, and these Irish whiskeys are staying more true to the 80 to 90 proof. Well, just remember, they've been around since 1792. So they know they take their ancestors' sweet spots. You know what I mean? So I got some uh, some more uh, fun. Let's see. All right. As the original triple blend Irish whiskey, Tullamore Dew celebrates the beauty of blend. We deliver the blending of cultures, Thoughts and ideas make the world infinitely more interesting, creative, and inclusive. Our work extols the virtues of blending, of breaking down bar- of breaking down barriers, of embracing and celebrating the beauty of us. Shot by the acclaimed director Valentin Pettit through Dave through Division Paris, the brand enlists the help of up-and-coming MC artists and poets, asking them to express their own unique interpretation of the power of blend. In the U.S., we worked with Elijah Genesis, and in Germany, we collaborated with Frederick Hermann. Hermann won the Tullamore Dew-sponsored Poetry Slam competition in Germany. Tullamore Dew is a on a mission to encourage the world to blend. What is true of our whiskeys, we are a blend of three types of different Irish whiskeys we all believe is true of humanity. When we blend with other people and ideas, we become richer and individual, and then the world and then the world becomes wiser, richer, and more open place. Now, Tullamore Dew, we have a long history with many stories to tell because of our distillery was first established in 1829. Our whiskey is the result of a family that showed incredible vision and commitment to the development the, to, to develop the passion of whiskey. Let me introduce you to our bottle. Many of you will be familiar with, you may not be familiar with the story behind it. Tullamore is a town in Ireland, a small town which today has a population of almost 13,000 people. Dew, or D-E-W, are the initials um, of the greatest distiller Ireland has ever had. He was Daniel Edmund Williams. This guy has an incredibly interesting story. He began working at the distillery as the stable boy at the age of 15 and became the manager at 25. We talked about that. So, um, 
And and I just looked up this bottle on OHLQ forty nine ninety nine. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, how much. I mean, for a, for, and, and it's a blend of twelve and fifteen year old whiskeys, Irish whiskeys. So that, that's a that's pretty good for the price point. Yeah, it, it's for sure. I agree. <laughs> we're getting. We're also getting. Uh, just ignore uh, if if you're uh, if someone's uh, commenting about uh, finding uh, bourbon for you online. Ignore that because usually that means that there's some chance you're not going to get what you pay for. <laughs> so on this one, I love it when they always say, "Hey, if you need a bottle of that, I've got it on my top shelf for you." Yeah, this guy's this guy's you know, selling uh foolproof Weller and, he, you know, just we're talking about Irish whiskey and he's trying to peddle Buffalo Trace. You know, there you go. That just tells you uh has no clue about what's going on. So that's okay. Here we go. So on the nose, it's, it's uniquely similar. I, I definitely pick up more of the chocolate on this, though. I get the chocolate. But I don't get the cherry. See, I do. I, I I get it's not a chocolate covered cherry, but I do get it. Yeah, it, it and it almost is a chocolate covered cherry. It's I maybe spoke too soon. It's I I like both of those. I, the nose on this one to me is by far better than the ceiling. Yeah, that's a pretty good nose. I like it. it it's sweet. It's uh, there's some cinnamon. Yeah, maybe nutmeg or something. Yeah. And a hint of chocolate and cinnamon. And, but it's very similar, but more, this one's richer. Rich, rich, richer. Yes, that's it. It's, it's more intense. But this was done on a pot still and what was the combination? All the different stills. Um, they, they combined all three different types of, um, the golden, let's see. Uh, it was on the back of it. Let me see. He's like, he's bell asleep. That's awesome. The three different types were. It was pot, copper pot still. Yeah, it was it's pot. Okay. Well, no, I got, I got the glasses going on, so I might as well just do it. Um, you would leave an enduring, okay. Three types, Irish whiskey, pot still, malt, and golden grain. Hmm. Yeah, but it's it definitely is a richer nose than the, the dealing. All right, so let's give her it a taste. It gets better when you go back, go back to it. It smells even better. Yeah, it does. Way bigger body, which is really weird. Mm. Now that chocolate kind of gets to like a, and that's, that's good. So what I find about Irish whiskey and probably what fucks me up, I can't sip it. I got a gulp. Like I take that whole. It doesn't have the burn going down like a lot of bourbons do, so I think it's a little easier to do that. 
Yeah, but to get the taste, if you sip it, it's just not there. But if you take a full, you take a full mouthful, then all of a sudden you get. That's how you experience Irish whiskey. Yeah. All right. What is the finish? I could tell you. I can't. It doesn't taste like it. But if you drink hard water. And you get that little bit of iron taste. You know how I'm not getting the taste, but I get the feeling back there like I drank hard water. Well, it, that's what I was going to say. The chocolate almost changes to like a cocoa, how it like dries the back of your mouth out a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like a white, like a dry white wine finish, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the back of my tongue dried out. Do you think that's the Oloroso? Could be, because it definitely has that wine characteristic to it that it's drying you out. Like, uh, not not as bad as a dry wine will do, because a dry wine will do it all the way through. I'm not sure that I love the finish. I like the body, I think, better than the finish. Hey, you can take him with you, or you can... So you're just going to come get him in the morning? Okay. And we'll come here and get him. Okay. Brand new ones. Now I have to work. Take him out for me, though, before you leave and just stay out with him for a minute. Make sure he goes. Okay. Sorry, I'm back. Lucky lucky charms without marshmallows. That's the finish. Which is fitting for Irish Day. Yeah. I, it's lucky Irish, charms. It, lucky charms in me. That is, that is unique. I can tell you, if you want to get fucked up, this will get you, you can, you will be able to get, this, this is drinkable to the point of danger. Like, I just drank that, and I mean, I think I could fill a full rocks glass and get that down in five minutes. What, and it, there's something about the dryness of it that want, that you want to drink a little more to like replenish that and then it dries out again. So it's like you want to keep drinking it to keep that dryness going away, but you, then it just comes back. You keep drinking it to hydrate. Yeah, <laughs> you feel, right. yeah, that's a little I need a little bit more to quench my thirst. Right. <laughs> Overall, that one to me is a better even if the finish isn't as good as the tealing and the tealing didn't have a great finish either but it definitely is well, more enjoyable the tealing was really weird i liked what that but that this one has like i said it's like oat like uh what's the, what you got left when once you've eaten all the marshmallows out of the lucky charms and drank all the milk you got a couple things left and there you go but at the same time it's longer I don't yeah. get that feeling that I just have a mint, you know, a minty, it's, it's longer of a finish. So I, like you said, it's a little bit more enjoyable. All right. So let's go nose. I'll go first on the nose. I think the nose is a three. It absolutely is a three for me. I, I actually, if, if I'm just going based on Irish whiskeys and not anything else, I'm giving this a three and a half. He pulls it. You know, I'd like to know how I bash a half. You use part of the mallet. This end, yeah, the nub. (laughs) 
Anyways, okay. So he gives it a three and a half. All right. So you go on. You're going to go on the body. The body. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not allowed to have a kid. All right. Bye. Love you. Love you. Um, going body. I'm going to go two. I want to go three, but where um, it stays a two for me is the other one. The teeling had a lot more flavor across your tongue, but not on your cheeks or anywhere else. Where this has a pretty much flavorful across, but it's not big and bold. It's just right. just average. So I give it a two, two. Yeah. All right. Taste. I'm gonna got. I just have to go three again. Yeah, I agree. Three's three's where I'm at on the taste because it, it is very good. And what are you gonna say on the finish? I feel like it's a two just because it dries out. It just kind of goes. I'm, I'm. It's not in a bad way. It's not like it's unpleasant. It just doesn't really. It leaves your mouth kind of like. Almost like after you drink coffee in your mouth, that t- your tongue gets that dryness to it and kind of roughness. That's how I feel that is. I'm gonna give it a two because it's still pretty neutral. Overall, this is a neutral, it's got a little bit of flavor, but it's there's nothing excit- excitingly huge good flavor, but it tastes you know, it's a good taste. But this is on yeah. the line of uh, Jack Daniels, regular, you know, just a small batch. I understand it's 12 years, but it's just kind of on the average. So we gave that a 10. So a 9.5 on the one. Nope, we gave that a 10.5 because you put the half in there. So we actually go right. oh, 10 and a quarter is what we gave it. Well, I didn't give anything in order. No, when you add our two scores and divide it by two, oh, okay. I gave it a ten. You gave it a ten and a half, which is a ten and a quarter. Just like I gave okay. it a ten and a nine, and it ended up a nine and a half. So it's a ten and a quarter. All right. So did, did definitely what? Do you have any of the other stuff? Do we have any other bottles that we shared? No, we're done. We did our barrel bashing, but now we can talk about you do your one and talk about it, and I'll do my one. All right, you do James, and I'll do Slain. Well, well, we already did. What did you do? You did the what? what, Let's you do. Let's let's do the red breasts. I got the twelve. You got the loose. Whatever. It's the Lustal. Lustal. Thank you. Isn't the Lustal a 12-year, too? It's just finished in a sherry? Uh, You have to read about it. I don't have it. Waves of soft, ripe fruit and roasted almond. With fresh Spanish oak and sherry richness. I've got the the Red Breast 12 Irish. I got this from my wife for... My birthday. So, let me read about. It. I'll give you what this is. And this, and this, this is ninety two, ninety two proof as well. 
So this is triple distilled and matured in the finest oak casks. Um, again, 80, 80 proof. A rich mix of dried fruit and spice with toasted oak and sherry undertones. It is a single pot still Irish whiskey. It is, the nose is a complex, spicy, fruity aroma and toasted wood notes evident. The taste is full flavored and complex, silky smooth with a harmonious balance mm. of spicy, fruity, cherry and toasted notes. Sherry and toasted notes. Finish satisfyingly long. The complex flavors linger on the palate. All right. An uncompromising dedication to quality and to enduring tradition of Irish pot still whiskey is the hallmark of Red Breast. Imported by Pernod Ricard. So they make a really good, uh, Pernod, Pernod makes a really, really good uh, absent which i almost bought when we were in uh yeah so mine says on the nose rich infusion of dark fruits uh prunes dates and figs with licorice mm. uh marzipan toasted oak and aromatic spices on the taste silky smooth hot still Spices balanced with richness of the sherry finish and contribution of fresh Spanish oak. The finish, endless. Endless. It's an endless finish? It says endless. Sweetness and assorted spices endure while Olorosa sherry and Spanish oak hear the last word. I mean... Seriously, the job that I want is I want to put together these labels and I want to write out some poetry and shit to accentuate what you're about ready to drink. So I met people. The person from Penelope, their Ohio rep, who now works for Penelope, is insane on her own. I couldn't couldn't do it. She's, 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 uh, British, with a British accent, and she she articulates oh, like a way of talent of insi- well, you met her. Yeah, I, I met her. You yeah. met her at the things. It was just like listening to like someone talk about something that it was like listening to a foreign language. Like you I, couldn't believe someone could express themselves that way. I think if I did it, I would be like Dave from uh, Glens Creek. Um, my my labels would be very matter of fact. <laughs> I mean, this one, the robin redbreast is the only bird that mm-hmm. sings continuously throughout the dark Irish winters, and is our and is our mm-hmm. what is one of the very few small birds that. Choose to winter in Ireland. It is the enduring spirit with which it inspires to <laughs> red breast, uh, what is namesake red breast Irish whiskey. So it's named after a robin. 
Mm. All right, so this one is made from a mash of malted and unmalted barley, and then triple distilled in copper pot stills. Then Redbreast 12 hosts the flavor, complexity, and distinct qualities of pot still whiskey matured in a combination of bourbon, seasoned American oak, barrels, and Oloroso sherry seasoned Spanish oak butts. That's what it says, butts, and distinctly, distinctive red breast sherry style. A joy to behold in each and every bottle. So there you go. This is Oloroso. It's the same as the exact same process. It's bourbon and Oloroso is the same as the Tallermordu. But I could tell you the nose on this, this yeah, 12 year is insane. Yeah, it's different. This nose gets. A f- this nose gets a four. If I, if we're, yeah. you know, it's just like it's not. There's no comparison. Yeah, this this goes more towards a bourbon type nose that's just got more more going on. Wow, I'm getting a ton of vanilla. So this one, the the, the nose and the body are way better. The taste is a step up, and the finish though. This this has the same Oloroso. That Oloroso must be what's doing it. It dries out, but it's still great. But it, it definitely well. Yours has, has the Listau barrels, right? I think it's is it Listau or combination, but it's doing kind of the same. Now it says Oloroso. It's a having spent final maturation journey and seasoned with the finest Oloroso sherry the results are a sherried style of red breast mm. well but it, it's it's not as dry as the um, the Dalmore it, it's better than that but it is actually very very good I mean that you mean the tealing or the Tallermore dew yeah, the Talmor Dew. I wish we I, had some Dalmore. I that's yeah. <laughs> Talmor Dew. The Talmor Dew, um, this this to me is better than it by and again, this bottle is $79. The Talmor Dew was $49. So, you know, it's at a little higher price point, you can definitely tell. Matt agrees. He said that um, Matt Lysen, who we're going to be on uh, coming up and seeing him uh, tomorrow, that he said Redbreast 12 is a different flavor and a deep nose, but it's very welcoming on the first taste. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to take this, I'm going to take the body up one. So that takes it from a 10 to 11. I'm taking the nose up to a four, which I think would three, two. We did a three on the last one, I think. Okay, and then we did the the body at two, and I took it to three. So that takes it to a 12 for me. And then I'm going to just have to say on the taste, I'm going to go to a four. So that takes, this is like a 13 out of 18 for me. The, The finish is better, but it's still a two. You know, because we we know what a five finish is, right? Yeah, it's it's not a five. It's not a four. I but I don't I think almost give, I would almost give this finish a three. If I gave the 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 last one a two, this one 
finish is better than the last one for me. So I would give it a three. Because your bottle, I believe, is $20 more. Oh, yeah, it's 79 So whatever. Yeah, 49 to set. Uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah. 30. $30.49? I think I think the Red Breast 12, uh, so 60, tomorrow, 60, 59 69 see, Tomorrow, right. I'll bring this with me so we can compare them side by side. Sure. That sounds good. Um, I wonder if Matt wants us to, do you want us to bring, uh, we should probably bring up the Irish whiskey for him, because why the hell would we not drink Irish we, whiskey on uh, the St. Patrick's Day? It's breakfast and eggs and... And stuff. Well, if we're gonna do breakfast, we gotta. I gotta pull out that one. Uh, the one. What? Did, where were we? Where I was thinking it would just go really good with. Uh, so Hex is that his name? Hex says hi. So there you go. Uh, had a lot of people watching tonight, so that's good. Uh, we're picking up some people right now, so. That's another one. So thanks everybody tonight for watching. Hex says hi. Ron's there. Um, Matt Matt's popped in. Uh, Ricky, P- Patrick. I mean, yeah, we've had some good good people on the on tonight and everything. But uh, so, what do you think? How are you feeling? Feeling good. I got to get up in the morning and drive up to see you. That's you know. <laughs> that's that's a whole other thing. Well. So, so I'm, I, I'm actually very impressed, like for what we drank, uh, and we drank a little before the podcast, some of the different ones. But uh, there's, there's a, you know, and we said this too that these are all things that you can go pick up in Ohio locally. You don't have to wait in line. They all have some some strong points. Uh, they may not be everybody's cup of tea, but uh, I, I would. Say there's a lot of things out there that people haven't tried. I mean, it opened our eyes up a little bit at Galena when we drank some of these that it was like, holy crap, just like Sling, we drank that. It was like, wow, that bottle's pretty good, and it's $29. Um, I think that says a lot. Well, there's so much to explore in, in in the whiskey world, there's no doubt. And there's certain aspects of the whiskey world that haven't gone insane with that said. So some of, you know, your base spirits, even if you've noticed, um, for instance, I know that uh, Old Tub came out at 1899. I love Old Tub. I think it's a fantastic bourbon. Uh, it's great for drinking. Uh, the flavor to me is fantastic. Uh, it's not a sipper as much as you can sip it, but you're going to, it's a one dimensional Bourbon, but it was eighteen ninety nine. Great price. Probably bought five or six bottles, and then through this whole bullshit that we just went through, it, w- it went up to I believe I saw it at twenty four ninety nine, but now it's dropped back down to nineteen ninety nine. So what's happening? Uh, some of the things are going back to normal, right? No, I, I agree. I think that I I was in uh, a liquor store not too long ago, and you could see that things had started to mellow out. Um, they had price tags. You know, when you go to Kentucky, every Kroger has sale prices on their their liquor, especially the bourbons. Um, but even here, they started to regulate it a little bit. And it, it gets a little out of hand, for sure. I mean, like you said, that bottle 
that we were talking about that was $159 that that guy bought today. Uh, at $129, they probably sell way more of that. And it's hard to believe that $30 would be that big of a swing, but it, it is. Um, I, I think that that's what some of these Irish whiskeys bring to the table is that for a lower price point, you can definitely uh, experience some some great flavor. It's like the Slane. This Slane is 26 I think online I saw it as cheap as like $20. Twenty-six to twenty-nine dollars around, and it's it's definitely lighter than these. It's not as uh, as rich as you said in the second time, the second drink we had, but it's definitely a good drinker. And I've made old fashions with it. It's it's very good with an old fashioned. Um, well, it's something that's different, and it's different because it's not like. A lot of the bourbons, I mean, as many bourbons as I drink, it doesn't remind me of a set bourbon. Well, and and one of the things as a bourbon drinker, like we we are, um, when you don't open your mind up to an 80 proof and you just want those high proofs, you're you've got to you're you're looking for different things from different whiskeys. You know, Japanese yeah. whiskey, uh, single malts are they can be delicious. You're just. Um, if you keep an open mind, that's what you're looking for. And that's kind of what happens, you know, uh, totally, uh, uh, with, with, you know, most of what I was drinking tonight is 80 proof, but I'm not, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah. You know, you can, it, did, it, did, it doesn't take much. I mean, 80 proof is still 80 proof. I mean, look at most of the moonshines that you buy on the market are anywhere from 60 to 70 proof. Some are even lower than that. Um, and it still has an impact, but I like the fact that you're opening up to things cause I'm going to bring some mezcals tomorrow. So I'm not that far open, my friend. Yes. It's, it's, we are not drinking tequila on you bring up Irish whiskey Dude. all you want. I'm not drinking the version. No, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring tequila, this tequila bottle, and I'm going to put it in the, the tealing bottle and you're going to think it's tealing and you're going to be like, this is so good. I've never had anything like this. You're so full of shit. <laughs> I mean, God, it's like, I can't tell the difference between whiskey and freaking tequila. Oh, tequila has a flavor that oh, unlike not- any other. And I usually need uh, a lemon with some sugar to get that flavor out. You know what we call that? I don't even want to say it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. It's YouTube, and I don't want to get you banned. But (laughs) it's freaking delicious. I'm telling you. Did you buy the, the, the tequila that that guy told you to buy? That bottle? That's the bottle. That, that bottle is insane. Well, bring that bottle. I can't even get the lid off of the damn thing. Hold on. Didn't she take the dog? I thought she took. No, she didn't take the dog. Look at the look how dark it is. Well, yeah, they stick it in a it's, barrel. So it's an extra añejo. <laughs> it's goddamn St. Patrick's Day. What the it's St. Patrick's Day, but. Listen, if you're south of the border, you know, are they drinking? I, I, wait, wait, wait. How, are they still drinking what tea? border are we south of? I'm talk, not talking about us. Well, no, no. Actually, tomorrow, 
when we go, we are talking about us. And you want to know the straight straight way to make uh, tiny, tiny blow chunks? Mix tequila with bourbon and Irish whiskey all day long and, and watch what happens. Yeah, that's probably not the greatest idea. This is the most unique tequila I've ever drank. It, it has a sweetness to it that is almost like a sugary type taste with the agave. It's it's um it's unreal. So yeah, that guy was on point with that recommendation. All right. So anyways, we're on. He's on point, and I that's the one you're bringing. Oh, I'm it's, bringing it. I don't, I don't need no roots. Buried root you know tequila, I don't. Wait a minute. Tequila is a blue agave. The mezcals are different. Yeah, they're the roots. No, they're not the roots. They're different agaves. It doesn't have to be a blue agave. It's different agaves. Don't be scared. I'm not scared. You are scared. No, I'll drink the one, the black bottle. Bring the black bottle. <laughs> what is that? A Salon or a Salico? What region is it it's from? Called- Cava Oro. Cava de Oro. That's the region? Oh, I don't know what the hell region. Because Mezcal is a region. I think think this was done by Marianne Eves because I can't read it. It's black on black. (laughs) You're such a (laughs) dick. That was funny. I actually found that funny. All right, everybody. We're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. This has been our St. Patrick's Day uh, podcast podcast. Tullamore Dew 12 year, the Teeling Pot Steel Whiskey. Uh, we had some Jameson uh, Black Barrel. We had Red Breast. What was it? Hold on. Lestal. And then also Red Breast 12 year. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. It's been a great time. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Uh, remember, uh, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. And also check us out on all the major podcast formats. And then www.scotchybourbonboys.com for everything Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I'm Tiny. This is CT. Uh, look for us uh, one to two times a week, usually uh, posting on Tuesday night and Thursday night, like we are now, um, or one or the other, depending if we're all around the country, which we've been lately. Yeah. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, watching on Facebook. Uh, look for us on YouTube also. And remember, good bourbon, good whiskey, Irish whiskey, equals good times, good friends, And go out there and live your lives dangerously. Little Steve-O's going to take us out. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why Show me the way to the next whiskey bar Oh, don't ask why Oh, don't ask why For if we don't find the next whiskey bar I tell you we must die I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you 
Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts. (laughs) 